welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 23 of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last we left off, things were getting pretty hectic. Ling Yao and Lan Fan are uh, in a bit of a rough place in that they have to contend with both gluttony and wrath. By contrast, the Elric brothers are doing uh, pretty alright, you know, notwithstanding the fact that Winry learned everything and very nearly killed a man. I guess at the very least, the Elric brothers are sort of out of the fire and the frying pan, as it were, whereas Ling Yao is in a much more tenuous position, considering that he's actively being pursued with creatures that intend to kill him. So this was all in service of a greater plan to capture a homunculus, but considering that Two of them showed up, and one of them is not so much a mindless monster as it is an expert combatant. Not only that, but an expert combatant who has serious clout, you know. It seems like the plan is sort of gone off the rails. So I think that little radio transmission there is saying that they're going to escort Winry back to Central Command, you know. Knowing what we do as the audience, this does not bode well. I mean, granted, the people on the ground in all likelihood don't know anything about anything. So really, what else could they do? But, you know, it's definitely not a good move looking top-down on everything. Yeah, things continue to get worse for Ling in that he's sort of gone into, like, the, the slummier part of Amestris and the capital. You know, lots of cramped alleys and corridors. 
Yeah, really not the place you want to be when you're being pursued by both wrath and gluttony. It also doesn't help that uh, Lanfan's injured arm is sort of leaving a bit of a trail for the homunculi to follow. She also raises the point that with a maimed arm, she's incapable of fighting. I think it speaks volumes to her devotion that she is seemingly suggesting suicide in order to lighten uh, Ling Yao's burden. Man, that's heavy stuff that the situation has progressed so far that she would consider killing herself just to give Ling Yao the opportunity to escape unburdened. Man. So back with Alphonse. There's a bit of an interesting conversation going on here, albeit a one-sided conversation. It seems that Scar is trying to sort of, um demoralize him, saying, you know, you are you are a soul bonded to armor by means of alchemy, you know that's unfortunate alchemy made you into this monster I mean, you know, from Scar's perspective it makes sense that he would say something like that but he doesn't know the full story in that becoming this monster, as it were is a preferable alternative to death at least in that instance in time. So it really seems like uh, Ed's not relishing having to deal with the aftermath of everything with Winry. And understandably so, you know, a lot of problems just sort of got brought out into the open air with not much time for resolution. So this is where things get interesting, you know. Gluttony broke off, and he's now grappling with Scar. So that leaves Wrath and Wrath alone to deal with Ling Yao. Unfortunately for Gluttony, he seems to have picked the wrong group in that there are three people who are going to put aside their differences to fight against him. And even more than that, Ling has decided to show up, so... Wow. I forget how gruesome that was. Man, like, the entire top half of his body just exploded rather viscerally. Like, jeez. You know, the detail with which we see the bones reforming and, like, the sinew and ligaments and muscle tissue, uh, like, wrap around the bones, like, that is... That is ghastly. Now, it seems like the Elric brothers and their cohort have a good plan here in that they're sort of, um... winding steel cable around Gluttony as he regenerates. You know, that'll only sort of further entrap him as he becomes 
further regenerated. And uh, speaking of regeneration, you know, Lanfan could use a little bit of that right now. She hacked off her arm at presumably the shoulder and used that arm as a decoy. Like, that's... That is a difficult thing to do. It would be a difficult thing to have done to you, much less to do it on your own, to yourself. Although, I find it interesting that she's decided to uh, hide out in the sewer. You know, that's not exactly a sanitary place if you have a big open wound. So at this point in time, it really seems like... It's almost an unmitigated victory. You know... Ling has captured a homunculus. They've wounded Scar. Hawkeye has seemed to have escaped with her disguise intact. Yeah. I mean, now that Scar's got, like, a bullet lodged in his leg, it really seems like the Elrics have, uh, a considerable advantage against him. Oh dear. So now another one of those loose ends sort of comes into play here in the form of Mei Chang. You know, obviously she was a companion of Scar's, so she'll leap to his defense. You know, unbeknownst to her, she, uh... She attacked the Full Metal Alchemist, whom she had been fantasizing about heavily. You know, she doesn't realize quite what she's done, and given that she's calling him short, and she sort of assumed he was tall... Uh, you know, she might be in for a rude awakening. Well, you know what they say, after all, never meet your heroes, because it turns out they might be shorter in person than you'd think they would be. So once again, Mei Cheng displays that very interesting Alka history, which essentially performs alchemy over uh, remote distances. You know, the exact mechanics of it aren't quite clear to me. You know, maybe it was explained earlier and I just sort of glossed over it, but you know, it seems like neither the East nor the West really has a monopoly on the knowledge of alchemy. So interestingly, Hawkeye deviates from the plan a little bit by, uh, trying to help Ling find Lanfan. Unfortunately, this uh, brings everyone within view of Wrath, who naturally recognizes Hawkeye. So, it's unfortunate, but this act of compassion has basically uh, put everything at risk, albeit no one really knows that now. And Wrath is not a person you want bearing down on you. Either, you know, in combat or politically, I guess, given that he's basically everyone's commanding officer. Yeah, I mean, I guess things were more or less an unmitigated victory so far, but it seems like things are about to get a lot more complex in short order.
Uh-oh. Yep, the plot's getting thicker, you know. Alphonse managed to pick up that little panda bear. I mean, I guess Elephants was coming from a good place, you know, it's not nice to leave an animal in a war zone. But at the same time, you know, can they just take it with them? It seems like the panda bear has now realized what precisely the pecking order is, and uh, Elephants is at the top, so... It would seem to me that if the panda bear knows what's good for it, it's going to be a lot more servile from now on. Man, that is still just unsettling. He's just sort of like, yeah, you can chill out in my armor. You know, as if, like, setting it inside his armor through, like, the faceplate isn't just going to be, like, a six-foot drop. Alright, so this is where things get interesting. At this point... I don't believe the Elric brothers know the true identity of the Fuhrer. But that he's here with Rinri does not bode well for anything. You know, he's sort of like, oh, so this is the Elric brothers' friend. Well, uh, she's a hostage now, so you better watch out. Yeah, you know, it's not really clear to the Elric brothers right now, but that's very clearly a veiled threat. You know, make sure you take care of her. Oh boy, that's going to be a difficult conversation right there. You know, everything Ed knows about what happened, which... Granted, probably isn't the full story, but it's, uh, a fair bit of uncomfortable detail, I'd imagine. Alright, so, it's interesting that there's a call for Winry. It seems like, uh, unfortunately, she has a fair few customers that she needs to attend to. And this extended sojourn in Central is, uh... Well, it's, I guess, detrimental to her client base. You know, I do find it interesting that there are so many people with prosthetics. You know, I'd imagine we're seeing, like, a weighted sample of society here in that only the people with prosthetics would be clamoring for her, but... I don't know, given that... The Elric brothers are her client, and they have government money behind them. You'd think that would be a decent source of income in and of itself, but uh, she has a pretty wide range of clientele, you know, young and old. 
It's interesting in that we really don't see much of her as a mechanic too often, you know, aside from fixing up Ed's arm whenever he decides to break it. And I'd imagine this is uh, probably a rather difficult departure for Winry, considering everything she's learned and how the circumstances are similar to her parents. Ah, oh boy, it never ends, you know. Ed said something that got drowned out by the bell. Surely it's nothing important, right? Man, for such a short guy, Ed is making some tall promises. I mean, I guess it's a nice one. It's the nice thing to say, but, uh... I don't know whether or not it's something he can fulfill. You know, that yet remains to be seen. I guess if nothing else, this represents something marginally good in that she's sort of out of the grasp of the military for the time being. I mean, their influence is far and wide-reaching, so if they want to nab her, they can certainly do so. But for the time being, I guess, it's good that she's not in Central. Alright, so I'm wondering who precisely they're going to be treating here that Mustang would call the coroner. Ah, oh, I guess we know now. It's Lanfan. And the doctor makes a good point in that letting her wander around the sewer with a severed arm was, uh, not exactly a good idea. You know, that's a good way to get all manner of horrible diseases. You know, this is a pretty horrific scene, because I'd imagine the doctor's doing some sort of uh, procedure or surgery with not much anesthesia. I mean, I don't know how much worse it can be than having to hack your own arm off, but... It's certainly not going to be fun one way or the other. You know, I have to say, I've got all my limbs and extremities, and I'm rather fond of them. So, this is pretty effective in terms of horror. Man, so Lanfan's in a bad way here. You know, she sort of borrowed that gambit from Ed by uh, cutting off her arm. 
Unfortunately for her, Ed's arm is uh, far more expendable than flesh and bone. I mean, Ed has the good grace to sort of introduce her to a uh, a good mechanic, but man, that's that's just gonna live in my head rent free for a little while. The whole business of hacking off an arm and having to clean and treat the wound and you know maybe if need be like amputate a little bit more to make it a clean break Ugh. oh the plot's getting real thick right here so Ling Yao is the one breaking the news that the Fuhrer is a homunculus I'd imagine that he's probably the least reliable source, given that he's a foreigner. But at the same time, you know, Lan Fan lost an arm, and he went to a long ways to capture Gluttony, so... You know, what would he really gain from lying? I guess Alphonse is, uh making an interesting point about reproduction and all that with homunculi, but it really seems like everything's lining up in that it could be plausible. Ever the soldier, Mustang makes the astute observation that if Bradley is in fact a monster, then uh, removing him from power should be that much easier, you know? No one wants to be ruled over by an inhuman monster. So unfortunately, it seems like there's now some dissension in the ranks. You know, Ling Yao obviously wants to, like, take Gluttony back to Shang and earn his ticket to the throne. But at the same time, Mustang and the Elric Brothers can't just allow him to walk away with, like, a big lead like this. Unfortunately for everyone, Gluttony has other plans. You know, he recognizes Mustang as being the one who killed Lust, and that's making him go absolutely berserk. And in his fury, he's sort of, uh... opened up this odd mouth on his stomach, kind of like the Gate of Truth.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.